Okay, now, we're doing this live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 113, Back in the Shell of Solitude, recorded live on Wednesday, December 18, 2019. This here is my audio diaries, where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode will be all about me. No politics, no entertainment news, no movies that are coming up, just the comings and goings of my life, and what's to come in the near future. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Heart and soul of New York City. Otherwise, there are plenty of podcasts out there for you to listen to. (laughs) Oh man, I'm tripping. We'll get back to it and talk all about what's going on once the music stops. And I'm just uh, fidgeting around here, so I'm looking forward to the music to stop. And so we can get right on and get into the meat of it all. And welcome back, everybody. This is the Julio from New York Show, episode 113. I am your host, Julio from New York. And as I mentioned, we're recording live on Wednesday, December 18th. Welcome back. It's been a while. I want to say two months or so. Let me uh, confirm that. Why not? Because I am silly like that. And so, yes, the last recording was November 29th, and today is the 16th, so roughly two weeks, give or take. Anyways, on with the show. We are in finals week. At least I am. Uh, Most college kids are. And it is coming to an end. As I said, today's Wednesday. Tomorrow, Thursday, is my last final for the fall semester of 2019. I must say, I am quite relieved about that. So, I had this big paper. I got it done on Friday so that I can study the whole weekend on the other finals. And one of my uh, finals became a take-home test, so that made things very easy. And, of course, tomorrow, there's no need to study because this final... All this final involves is showing up, watching a movie, and then analyzing it. So there's really no way for me to study that and like prepare because it's I don't know what film is going to be shown. And she couldn't come up with a, a film in the last class that we had. So we're just going to wing it and see what happens. Anyways, on other news about myself, not, not real news, but personal I mentioned in the last episode that I was going to get the MacBook Pro, the 2019 16-inch edition, the version, whatever you want to call it. I did, in fact, get it, and it's it's amazing. I've been using it pretty much for everything except for today's recording because Audacity, for some reason, is not working on it. I'm doing the same settings as I have it on my PC, as I've always had the settings for Audacity, even on my previous Macs, but for some reason, it doesn't work. And I know it's it's the application and not anything else because when I go to the preferences of my machine, of the MacBook, and I go to the audio input, it does recognize the, you know, the Scarlet, what's it called now? The 2i2, the audio interface. It's record, the Focusrite, Scarlet 2i2, yeah. So it does see that I have a mic and it's picking up my sound. But Audacity, for whatever reason, it doesn't, uh, it's, it's not getting that information and I went through their troubleshooting real quickly and an hour of trying to figure it out deemed 
uh, no results. So I uh, decided, let me go use my PC. I still have it. I'll record this episode on the PC and I will figure out Audacity another time when I'm not recording. And I may, in fact, switch instead. If I can't figure out Audacity, I do got this MacBook Pro. Uh, I am using, I am paying for Creative Cloud. They do have an audio application called Edition, which I was trying to play around and figure out before this recording, and I couldn't. So obviously, that's going to require some time. So it's I'm, I might start using that if I figure it out, or of course Logic. I'm not going to try GarageBand. I've tried a few times before, and I, I didn't like the interface. Maybe I'll I'll try one more time. But if anything, I'll try the professional audio software they have called Logic. So so that is what's going on with the computer side. Now you're probably wondering what happened with the Roadcaster. I have yet to play around with it. Again, as you noticed, I had issues with Audacity on the MacBook Pro. I definitely would not have had time to play around with the mixer board. So I will probably play around with that um, after tomorrow, or if, if not at first tomorrow morning. Maybe I'll play around with it tomorrow morning because my final is in the evening. It's at like well, it's at 4 p.m. But by the time it's over, it'll be 7 p.m. So. I might wake up early. Uh, I'm definitely going to go to the gym. I have to start working out again. I haven't been. And that's a shame on my on me. A shame on me. So because I have a membership and I'm trying to be healthier and I'm just staying my couch potato self. <laughs> Oddly enough, I'm a couch potato, but I'm not being a couch potato because couch potatoes watch TV and I haven't had the time. I've been busy with schoolwork. But yes, uh, that's not an excuse. I need to create a pattern in which I exercise regularly. And even on my busy days, I still find time to put 20 minutes in the gym or exercise or something. So that's what I intend to do during my break on top of continuing with the French, learning about Creative Cloud, figuring out Audacity or other audio stuff. And of course, the roadcaster. And of course, this podcast, this lovely podcast that I like to do when I'm able to. And now that I am free, for the most part, I am, you you know, be ready for some more recordings up the pike. Anyways, on to the meat of this episode, as the title suggests, Back in the Shell of Solitude. Now you would, if if you've been hearing all the other episodes before and you know, you know, I, I was in a relationship. Like, why would you be in a shell of solitude unless that means you're broken up? And that is, in fact, what happened. Me and who I called her Maria on the show are no longer boyfriend and girlfriend. We broke up over the weekend or right before the weekend because things were not working out, essentially. that That's what it boils. Long story short, or what is it? TLDR too long didn't read the the short end of it is that at least on wow the the sirens are just perfect for this recording <laughs> um what was i saying for my side and i can only really speak on my side because i'm the one who decided to end things i just wasn't growing emotionally attached to her and we'd been at it for six months, so you would think things should get more serious. But emotionally, I wasn't growing in the relationship. Now, why that is, I, I mean, there's, of course, you can speculate. There's a lot of speculating that we can do. 
So I guess I can try to backtrack and see what happened. But the fact of the matter is, I felt like my feelings felt even less... Wow, it's getting louder, the sirens. Uh, perfect time. I guess they're going to come arrest me for breaking up with her. <laughs> no, let's, let's, seriously, though. Um, what was I saying? Huh, this is tough to talk about. I feel like my feelings were stronger in the beginning. And of course, in the beginning of a relationship, when we first got together, it was exciting. It's been, I was single for, I want to say at least six years before we met and got together. And just the idea of, you know, having someone that liked you and wanted to go out with you was exciting. And it increased my happiness and I went out of my way to make her happy. And that made me feel good inside and made her feel good inside. And just constantly having someone to support you and, and say all these lovely things to you, it, it, it feels good. It feels good to feel validated in, in that way. Now, from the beginning, since the beginning, I should say, and, and this is definitely an observation I made to her when we announced that we were boyfriend and girlfriend on our first date together. I um, because she laid, she told me the, on the second date that she was actually interested in me on the first date, and she was wondering why I didn't pursue things a little more aggressively. And my response was I, I couldn't read her because I wasn't sure how she felt about me because it felt like she was closed off, like she closed herself off. I mean, that's how it felt to me. It felt like she had a poker face and I couldn't really read her emotions. And she would go through these moments of just like silence and I, I'm assuming introspection of some kind. And to me, that's a sign that you're not interested in what's happening right now. But more importantly, I'm not able to read your emotions. I don't see anything in your body language or or in your language or anything that's suggesting that you are interested in me. So I played it safe. You know, I didn't want to physically get too affectionate and whatever because I wasn't sure. I mean, we held hands a little bit and um, and that was it because I wasn't sure. On the second day, date, because she agreed immediately, which surprised me, actually. I was shocked because based on the first date, I, I thought if at the very least we're like we're friends or we could be friends. And we, you know, we, you know, we had food, we had lunch or dinner or whatever it was. And then we watched um, one of my one of my favorite movies, Silver Linings Playbook. And then at the end of it, we talked and. And then by probing <laughs> and asking questions like, so do you want to be, you know, do you want to date? Do you want to be a couple? And then she's like, well, yeah, but I thought you weren't interested. I'm like, well, no, I am. I just couldn't read you. I'm paraphrasing because I'm not remembering exact the exact words that were spoken. I don't remember the dialogue. But yeah, it was by discussing it that we finally decided, okay, we'll be boyfriend and girlfriend. And again, like I said, you know, and so that was the beginning of it. And things were great until uh, we had a little fight. Not really a fight, but uh, we had an incident where, you know, it was it was in November, so things were extremely busy in November. This was slightly after midterm, so I had three research papers to write. And my mind was obviously preoccupied. But I had the rose-colored glasses on, so I thought everything was going hunky-dory. I thought everything was romantic. You know, I was seeing things in this romantic ideal. And 
every so often she would joke about why am I the first one saying good morning and haha, um, why aren't you the one saying good night? Why do I have to initiate the good night or whatever? And those jokes started building up a little bit and getting more serious. And also, again, when we would be together, we would just have these miscommunications. She would always think I'm angry when I wasn't. And again, I wasn't ever able to really read her. I always felt like she had a poker face. I couldn't, I just couldn't read her her body language too much. And I would always, and in some ways I felt like she was a prisoner of some kind. Like she was scared of me in a way and like, like an abused person. Like she was just docile and her hands in her knee, you know, in her lap. And like she's afraid, like she's walking or sitting on eggshells and she's afraid of making a noise because I might explode. And and I, I found that a little odd at times. And and but, but again, I couldn't even really read her. But then she would say things like, no, I really miss you and this and that. And, and that would go, that would go against to what I thought thought I saw in her what I thought what you know what I saw physically from her but again that just added to the whole formula that I'm not able to read her because I'm thinking one thing but she's saying something else so that's affirming but I'm seeing something that's the opposite of affirming it's uh negative and like red flags telling me to telling me to you know give her her distance and her space so anyway November came up, as I mentioned, and this one Thursday, I thought I wrote to her at some point in the day, but I didn't until 9 p.m. that night. Because again, I was preoccupied with school. It's my busiest day. It's the day where I have classes from 11 in the morning to 8 at night. So it's like a nine-hour shift of a day. And I I finally, when I got home, I, I wrote to her, you know, good night. Sorry, I didn't get to you. I was busy or whatever. And then she gave me the silent treatment. Or no, she said just good night, Julio, or whatever. And she usually says, you know, good night, babe, or something to that effect. So at first, I didn't see nothing. I didn't read into it too much because whatever. And she probably was going to bed and I caught her. I mean, I wrote to her late, so it's understandable. But then the next day, she was giving me the silent treatment. And I then asked, well, are you upset with me or something? And then she was like, well, yeah, I am. And I'm like, huh, what? That came out of left field. I wasn't expecting it. But whatever. That happened. And I explained what's going on, but at that point, I was also not willing to pursue that any more at that moment because I had research papers to do. I had three research papers. I had exams to study for. I just, I did not have the time. So I decided, okay, well, let's just give a, I'm going to have to give you some radio silence right now. So if you're going to give me the silent treatment, okay, fine. Let's extend that until I am done with my school stuff and then we can discuss this because I can't I can't get involved with this right now but right now I have to focus on school and this emotional entanglement will distract from me excelling at school and she concurred and so three or four days went by I got all my papers done and then I wrote back to her and then we met up and it seemed like okay well, I gave her the option. I, I decided, to be honest, that if if this was really a big deal to you, I don't see how that's going to get any better because I'm as I start progressing in my major, I'm just going to have to extend 
expend more time on film editing, on producing, on writing papers, and that's going to be that's going to mean less time with you. And if right now, just this one day was a big deal for you, imagine weeks of this. It's going to get worse. And so I rather, instead of putting you through that, let's just call the whole thing off and go our separate ways and let bygones be bygones. It unfortunately can't work out. But she was like, no, no, no. That's why you want to break up and whatever. And so we decided to give it another shot. Now, at this point, the uh, the glasses, so to speak, the the rose-colored glasses, the romantic ideal, the the way I was looking at this relationship from this romantic ideal from the beginning, but that was no longer there. So now I'm looking at it from a slightly detached, a slightly emotionally detached perspective, and I'm really like analyzing it. And now there's another siren coming by. Why of all days? But anyways, so so now I'm I'm analyzing it from a more colder logical perspective and I realize I'm starting to realize the differences that we're having also the fact that we can't really read each other we're always our, our, our lines are crossing past each other we're not we're not we're not connecting she keeps thinking I'm mad when I'm not mad and I'm just not able to read her or I think she's closed off like like a like a vic like a PTSD victim and she's just like sitting there in the corner and doesn't want to say anything to offend me in some way because she's afraid that I'm going to explode. So she's like walking on eggshells around me, which I don't see why I've never ever gave her cause for that kind of anxiety. I've always been easygoing with her and yeah, I never ever gave her a, a reason. Uh, I never exploded in front of her or been extremely angry about anything um, from uh, up, up to that point. So... So I'm seeing that. I'm also seeing how, I mean, religion means a lot to her. She's a, she's a believer. I'm not. And she brought up going to Christmas mass. And at first I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But the more I thought about it, the less I felt inclined. Because again, I'm not a believer. And it's not even about the principle of the thing. It's more of like, I could be doing something else than subjugating myself in this thing and right there is a flag because if she really means the world to me or if she's supposed to mean the world to me i would do this as a small gesture of affection and consideration and compromise you know but i wasn't willing to do that i did not feel like doing that even though I had said before that I was going to, but as time went by, I was I was telling myself, no, I'm not going to. And that right there is enough, is already a, a flag saying, okay, you know what? She doesn't really mean that much to you. Why are you in this relationship? And then we had a Thanksgiving dinner with her friends and, you know, they're Filipinos. So they're talking in Tagalog and I'm isolated from the whole situation and all I was thinking of was I could just be home and enjoying myself doing something, you know, something to entertain myself while she's with her friends. Because obviously these are her friends and they were comfortable in their Filipino circle and they essentially kicked me out, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it doesn't matter, but they 
that that they were comfortable talking in their language and th- th- that's fine and again if i really cared about this relationship i would be okay with this and put up with it because this means something to her and so it should mean something to me and it shouldn't really bother me and not that it bothered me but i just thought i'd rather not be here if this is going to be if this is how it's going to be where i'm just by myself and just twiddling my thumbs or, or you know looking at something on an iPad and I'm hungry because they also we went there for Thanksgiving dinner and it took them hours to get the turkey ready because and also and then when it was ready we had to wait for other guests to arrive and, and so I was thinking I could have just eaten before getting here so there's there's those little things on top of us not being able to communicate and then just assessing, just really looking, re- introspecting in myself, because she wanted to make these these plans. Let's go see the, go to the, go, all these tourist things. Let's go to Rockefeller Center on Christmas to see the tree. When, which is like, is, that's almost as bad as going to Times Square in New Year's because it's going to be packed. And I'm a New Yorker. I'm not a tourist. I don't want to deal with those kinds of crowds. But whatever. She wants to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, which is like, which is a cool thing. I wouldn't mind doing that. But the fact of the matter is she wants these memories. And I was thinking, do I really want to rob her of these memories with someone that would care for her the way she would want to be cared for when I am not feeling these thought, the, 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 when I'm not feeling this affectionate to her, towards her? I like her. She's nice. She's attractive. She's been good to me. On paper, she's an ideal girlfriend, with the exception of a couple of differences culturally and, and spiritually. I mean, those are some things you could probably work out if if you really are in it for the long haul. And I was realizing that I was slowly, I, I just was not emotionally attached to her, or at least it, I haven't grown stronger in my emotions for her since our first uh, date or since we officially became boyfriend and girlfriend in, in the 5th of July. And, and, and more and more, she's talking about how like she, she's missing me more every day and, and this and that. We never actually said the word love to each other. And that's another pretty strong sign because that word means a lot to me. And I've never been in a casual relationship. I wasn't planning a casual relationship with her. I was thinking about a serious relationship, but it was becoming more apparent that the this relationship has run its course because again i'm not my feelings are not going beyond like but it seems from her based on what she's telling me and some other things that she's doing even though there's also these other mixed signals moments where i feel like she's terrified of me which i don't understand but that added to the to, yeah, to me, withdrawing emotionally and just not getting any um, more attached. And so I just, you know, I decided let's let's have this talk. I, I think it's better we break up because my feelings for you have not changed since July 5th. In fact, I feel like they've dampened, you know, everything that I've just said, I've explained this to her. And... Um, and the whole time that I was thinking about this, ironically, I was very matter-of-fact about it to myself. 
which only further in uh, instilled in my head about how a robot how much of a robot I am sometimes because I don't re- ever feel emotional about things in my life ex- um, except well not except I only feel emotional when I'm watching something that's happening to someone else like a movie or like a when I watch a like I said like I watch a romantic movie I, I start crying at the at the emotional scenes or I'm reading a story and there's something emotionally happening uh, or a cartoon or whatever I get emotionally invested in those lives and those lives affect me in such a way that you would think should happen to me about myself. And yet this wasn't the case as I was thinking about this, but then, and we, and I kept planning, trying to make a plan to meet up with her, but we kept, she kept canceling or or it just wouldn't work out. So I finally, we finally FaceTimed and during the FaceTime, I actually broke down, which I was shocked. I didn't see that coming, but I think again, it wasn't, so much that I was crying because I was distraught about the breakup. It was more, once again, about someone else, and it, I was, I was, um, I was saddened by what I did to her. And because I'm, I'm seeing her face break down. Like I, I saw she was smiling and she was happy. You know, she's, you know, she's cute when she's happy. But I saw what I was doing to her. I was destroying her a piece of her and I was giving this her this horrible news which was inevitable it was unfortunately it was unfortunate and it was inevitable there was no way around it because I couldn't continue in the relationship and what caused me the emotional turmoil was seeing her reaction to what I was saying. And of course, me crying made her start crying and that just evoked it more in, in me. I'm weird that way. And then, you know, the call ended and it's almost been a week and I've been okay with it ever since, which just further shows that it wasn't the wrong decision, unfortunately. I hope one day we can be friends. Uh, that's up to her. I'm friends with my ex-wife we had an amicable relationship uh, breakup because we both uh, lost um, fell out of love with each other in that way we were just friends and to this day we're still friends uh, we actually started playing anagrams and a uh, word hunt on on iMessage which is fun because uh, another guy at my job got me into it and then uh, I know I, I know that she's into word well she loves to pl- she loves words so I I figured, you know what, this is something, we, we haven't done something regularly, and I figured, let's play Anagrams and Word Hunt, and she was like, okay, and ever since we've been, we've been playing, we've been playing those games for about a week now, but uh, in this case, with Maria, she obviously was still feeling something for me, because she said as much during the breakup, and uh, she did acknowledge that she was always afraid about me being upset with her, and it has it's a bit of emotional baggage from her previous relationships which weren't good and i was the antithesis of uh her other relationships which were bad ones and i was a good person up until the point that i broke up with her but that's what happened and and that's pretty much it that there's nothing else to say about that really except that 
I'm back in the shell of solitude. <laughs> I will be... The break's coming up. I will be going to work, of course, a little more. And in, on my days off, I will play around with my MacBook Pro a little more. I will figure out the Rodecaster. I will try to see if I can get Audacity to work. I need to learn Creative Cloud. Maybe Addition will be part of that arsenal because Audacity is not working. I want to create a new logo for the podcast. I definitely want to do more podcasts. Um, so yes, I got quite a queue of stuff that I need. Oh, I have a bunch of books I need to read. I have some movies I need to watch. I, yeah, I have a lot to do. So I'm glad to be back in the shell of solitude. It should do me some good because school is the spring semester is only a month away. And that will be quite a thing indeed. Because I, I thought I was going to register to only 12 credits. And then one of my teachers had a great sales pitch about this other class. And I could not I could not avoid it. It's a class about developing documentaries and talking about what it takes to make one. You know, the you, you're going to learn all the all the, you know, all the ins and outs about it, like how to create a budget, how to manage the budget, how to f- you know, find locations to film and things like that. And that would obviously, um, that that information is key for any type of movie production because that's the same thing with real movies. I mean, not real movies, but fiction. Whether you're doing fiction or nonfiction, you still have to find a, a place to film. You have to go through the proper, the proper channels with the city to get the licenses or, or whatever it is you need to get it. You, uh, you obviously have to figure out what the budget's going to cost to make this whole production. And then you got to be within the budget and, you know, all that stuff. So I am looking forward to that class on top of all the other classes that I signed up for. I think all my classes are actually going to be major based. And there are no electives this, except for French. French is the last elective this semester. Next semester, I will probably be piling on other electives to get those out the way so I can continue, continue to focus on my major. But yes, that is it. Wow, we went long with the girlfriend situation, huh? The breakup. That really ate up a lot of time. Anyways, if you have any questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at the webpage, juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Just go to the contact section and you'll fill out a form and get to me and I'll get back to you on that. Or, of course, I'm on Twitter at Julio from NY. So until next time, thank you for listening.